Hello, ladies and gentlemen out there in Radio Lands. Those muckrakers coming to you live once again through the power of the internet. I'm Pat. I'm Pete. I'm Bobby. And this is episode number 125. And in today's episode, tell them what we'll be talking about, Pete. Um, I'm definitely going to be talking about um, flat earthers are now not the dumbest people in the world because really, uh, yeah, I've discovered a group that is rejecting germ theory that I want to talk about. Yes, I actually mentioned this briefly last week. It was um, Lumpy Hannity, I think. No, it's not even Lumpy Hannity. It t- it's, it's a whole, I'll get into Tucker it. Tucker Carlson? No, there was somebody on Fox that was like, I haven't washed my hands in 10 years. But there's a whole group that rejects germ theory. And it's really interesting psychologically you, why. If you roll around in germs, you do build up a stronger immunity to it. So if you're just constantly living in filth, it uh, becomes harder for you to get sick. But at the same time, you will get sick more often than people that remains you know said um, consistently so of. i don't know the, the whole what doesn't kill you makes you stronger thing doesn't work because there are certain illnesses that leave you weakened which leaves you open for other illnesses so yeah it depends if yeah. you're if you're dodging like the worst bullets and but also hitting, like the they ones don't, they that don't, are... these people don't believe in germs or viruses anyway and right bobby, so there was... they're not trying to build up their immune system they're no. just you'll, you'll see and bobby you said you were going to tell us about um what's happening in arizona Oh, well, just so much is happening. (laughs) It's um, Arizona is 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 neck and neck with Florida for America's crazy state right now. Um, It's time for us to air out Arizona's dirty laundry. Arizona's uh, politics are imploding on themselves right now. And part of it is Kristen Sinema. Because she's trying to be the Joe Manchin on that side of the Mississippi. Christian cinema is one movie we should skip. Ah. But um, anyway, so she's she and Joe Manchin are the two idiots who are holding up this uh, infrastructure bill as well as the budget reconciliation stuff. Oh. And uh, but and and now the Democratic Party is starting to uh the democratic party of arizona is actually very very upset with her because arizona's democratic party has actually gone a bit more progressive so joe manchin's doing what he's doing because his constituents want him to be a a shithead but she's going against her constituents so why is she doing this well and it's also and it's also it's not just well it's she's doing it because of her donors that's why she's doing it right oh okay I don't know if you remember that. Um, I think it was the Colbert uh, episode where they did that the bubble of like what people want to talk about most, right? Mm-hmm. Based on my what, favorites, based on what people said, and it was like I don't know what you call it, but basically it's a whole bunch uh, of stuff. But the biggest word, words, word cloud, yeah, the biggest words in the word cloud are what people want to talk about most. And then they did the same word cloud, but instead of like what people want to talk about, they switched it over to like who's did do, like the they, most money donated. Yeah, and they, they weighted sudden, the averages because you could donate uh, money or not, and then you could tell them what you want to talk about, and then exactly. they readjusted it to weighted averages, and suddenly, exactly, which is why she's doing what she's doing because fuck the constituents, it's all about the money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, anyway, so the so they can vote her out, but by then she's set for life. Yeah. So the Republican Party is uh, in Arizona is also imploding, and that is because they have full-on embraced Trump's conspiracy theory yeah, about yeah. the election, even though yeah. they have now recounted yet again. Um, we're going there. I think it's Maricopa County. It might be going through yet another recount where they're going to find absolutely nothing. 
once mm-hmm. again. Well, what they did find and was going to cost out, the voters more money once again. Well, well they found fiscally out fiscally conservative. Oh, we'll pay a million dollars to to get them no, Democrats. No, no, no. The, the 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 recounts that have occurred this that have occurred. Well, what they did find entire, out was they found out that Trump lost um, by an even bigger margin once they did a recount, which yeah, is great. Yeah. They found yeah. more votes for Joe, fewer votes for old Derpy. Yeah. Uh, so. Hmm. Oh God, I'm sorry. I'm hungover. <laughs> All right, it happens. You're hungover. Yeah. I tried to do that. I just turned 36, so I'm trying to do the responsible thing. Old the, man, Peter. I'm, I'm trying to do the responsible thing. I went to the gym this week. I also feel hungover. So for me, it's like, what's the point of being healthy if you feel just as bad if you had been out all night drinking? I've been, walk, I've been walking against and so now my legs hurt all the time and it's awful. And I get up and they creak and they make noises. And I'm like, ah, oh, this sucks. No, I love, uh, love the comedian Kathleen Madigan. She was like, so I was at the gym and I was trying to sign up at the gym and the little girl who was behind the counter was just like, well, um, okay, so what are your fitness goals? And she goes, I, what? And she's like, well, I, I have to write something down. And she's like, listen, honey, my goal is that I am going to pull a fourth quarter Hail Mary out of my ass to delay the date and lessen the severity of my impending stroke. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, you know. I, you know, I don't, I don't want to be a full on, I don't want to be like the guy. If you remember the guy from breaking bad with the bell that was like, ding, 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 ding. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why I'm going to the gym so that I don't end up fully like that. Only a little bit like that. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe I can, you'll, you'll have two bells. Yeah. Maybe I can <laughs> ring both bells. Yeah. <laughs> that's, ah. that's what I'm working out for. I've also gotten, honestly, because of COVID I've gotten tragically fat. Like, and I mean, like <laughs> I'm having, I can't fit in to a lot of my old clothes and whenever I see like, re- like, I mean, like people that have fat collapsed in on themselves, like at the store, they look at me like, hey, brother, what's up? I'm like, don't look at me. I'm not one of you yet. <laughs> I, uh, about two weeks ago, I think it was, I was in the shower and I realized I was tired. I needed to like sit down and take a break. <laughs> so my fitness is go- too much. <laughs> yeah. So my goal is to like be a, be strong enough to make it all the way through a shower without needing to sit down. <laughs> I, this is good. this is a long shot, but I really the 36 is the year that I'm like, you know what? I'm I want visible abs or I'm giving up on myself completely. Oh, hey. it's, it's going to take a bit more than a year. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but either way, as long as at least like it looks like I'm making progress, I'd like to just I get back so, where I was pre-pandemic. Honestly, one, one fucking year ago, I was actually starting almost to the date i was starting to get visible abs like they were so goddamn close that was you know 35 pounds ago and so so very <clears throat> much ring fit ago but <laughs> it's, like it's like your voice was freaking out you were like and I was, <clears throat> oh, i'm not crying you're crying yeah i, was, I, was I mean the the, the 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 pandemic wrecked my shit so if i can get back to where i was and then do better that would be fantastic but yeah i'm right there with you pete if when you want just, to uh yeah. if you want to buckle down and get these when I just want it to be when I shave. I don't want to look like I'm trying to attract a bullfrog mate. That's uh, that's my main I, my main rrr, thing. Yeah, rrr. I worked out once. <laughs> uh, how'd that work out for you? Ah, uh, so we'll, Ben, you want to see? Well, we'll we'll see how it goes. There's um, a ghost dog present. Ghost dog. Ghost dog. 
It's a great show. Um, so I wanted to talk. So I wanted to talk <laughs> it looks like you're just miming a dog, and then it fades in. And we're just like, ah, everyone, this is my cat. Um, oh. Yeah, I wanted. I wanted to talk. Never don't like and subscribe, or I'm gonna kill this dog. Oh God! Ow. Um, I want to talk about germ theory. So this is fascinating. Germ theory, right? So tell us about this fictional thing to which you've uh, talked about. Germs? What even is that? Well, it's you know, it's really weird that like the links people will go to when they're scared. Um, I've already. What's a theory? A, a game theory. I've talked a little bit about Thanks like for how. Watching. I think what you're seeing in response to the pandemic is um, it's, it's kind of like a, it's like a cousin of the just world fallacy where people think mm -hmm. that there's gotta be a rhyme or reason for why you get sick. Right. It's hard right. for them to like, just accept that like COVID and diseases are random and like they get you where they can. And it doesn't matter if you're a good or bad person, like it will get you in and it'll kill you. And it doesn't matter if you're old or if you're young, the way the COVID works, you know, it's very likely to kill you. Um, but it's hard for them to accept that to the point where like now there's a group um, that rejects basic germ theory. Um, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to find the spot now where they tell you how many people are in the group, but according to these members, and this is where it gets interesting. There's only one disease in existence and it's called tox toxema. This is a disease caused by toxic exposures that occur by leading a dirty, unnatural lifestyle, which causes damage to your terrain. Unnatural. All diseases are, are uh, all disease symptoms are merely a sign that your body is trying to detox. Your stomach is growling. If your body isn't able to detox, disease will progress through seven levels, the last one being cancer. Uh, the type of symptom you're experiencing can help identify the toxic exposure you've had. Um, the type of symptom you're, uh, uh, the remove the toxic component from your diet, um, you'll recover, uh, though if you reach the seventh level, it can be hard to come back. So what's fascinating about this is it's like it, they're blaming it on your lifestyle, right? So if you get sick, it's your fault. You didn't do something right. You ate meat or pasta or you did something unnatural and you have to, you have to do an elimination diet to find out what's making you sick, right? And the idea is you could, That's you could, you could probably insane. never, based on this very loose, vague thing, you could never eliminate everything, right? Right. Yeah. So, so, so everybody dying, it's their own fault because they were unclean. It that's a new weird form of victim blaming I haven't heard before. It's not new. It's old. That's what they did during before they had germs. They thought that God was punishing people. Sure. Okay. And so then they just got, bringing that back again. And then they got really, really confused um, during like the Black Plague, for instance, when all the priests were dying because they had to administer last rites to a bunch of infectious people. So they were like, wait a minute. I don't understand if God's killing the priest and they're supposed to be good people. Yeah, so like He's it's testing a, them, but basically it's a just world fallacy, right? Like it must be just the way people are dying. So there's an old lady being held up. Hold on, let's see how this goes. <laughs> Bobby ran away. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry guys, that's why Ben was growling. He wanted to go outside. It, yeah. We offended Ben with our uh, talk of the priest being sick. He's like, no, 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 no. They're godly men. They, they can't be sick, but the, they have not uh, offended the Lord. The Facebook group's now up to like 18,000 members, which doesn't mean that everybody on there is a true believer. <laughs> like there could be people like yeah, me that are like, this is fucking fascinating. Right. Also, they just want to stick. Um, 
the 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 flat earth movement started as a started for the lulls and then right. people <laughs> took it seriously like yep. you know one person floated away in balloons but yeah it's <laughs> it's the it's the idea that like people have a really hard time accepting that the 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 universe is a place where random things happen and many times bad things happen to good people and there's no rhyme or reason why you know it just is like I, you know concept like, of luck is just probability taken personally yeah like somebody somebody's super nice that had like donated to children and everything else like they build orphanages they could step off the curb one day and get hit by a car going the wrong way down a one way and get killed and there's no reason for it they did nothing wrong they just happened to step off the curb you know and sometimes uh, fate is uh, actual, you know, machinations of humans. Like this one guy I was listening to the other day saying, it's like, you know, and as luck would have it, you know, th- then she called me back. I can't, I couldn't believe my luck. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's not luck. That's just her deciding she wanted to be a couple. So she called you back. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's not sheer happenstance. That's actual people trying to make things happen. Because I remember when I was like in my early 20s and I went through a bad breakup and I was trying to find meaning in it. And it's just like some people suck. Some relationships suck. Sometimes there's not like a, a preordained, you know, like meaning to stuff. Yeah, that gets into like all the, the incel bullshit of, uh, you know, why can't I get laid? And it's like you, you, you go into these like incel forums and shit like that. And you see the people and like, honestly, they post photos of themselves so that other people who believe this ideology will, uh, will mock them and tell them they're worthless like that's the purpose of it i'm sitting here going all of these dudes are fuckable people aren't fucking you because your personality is fucking awful so there's probably some like cognitive dissonance about like you know well i'm superior i've never gotten sick before or that or like you know well it will certainly be interesting now that uh there was a radio host in um in uh i want to say michigan uh but anyway he uh he claims now uh we because we've come full circle that the anti-vax movement is actually a democrat and communist uh um um uh uh prop to kill off conservatives which i like this guy because i good on you nancy pelosi I think that um, he might be someone that looked around and realized, shit, I'm killing, you know, my my meal ticket here. Maybe I need to somehow convince people to get vaccinated without admitting the Democrats were right. So why don't I just villainize the Democrats further and trick people into getting the vaccine that way? Yeah, I feel like he's trying to save lives, but without actually moving away from the narrative that Democrats are evil, vaccines are evil or whatever. No, 100 percent. Um, and it's it's really it's really frustrating because like I feel like the difference between me and somebody on the other side of the aisle is I don't want you to die for the lulls. You know what I mean? Because I, I fully understand that like that, that was something that always frustrated me during the Trump administration is that, you know, if Trump wins and the GOP wins, everyone suffers. Everyone is much worse off. And then they get to laugh at us while we all suffer. But if our side wins, then what do we get? Everyone gets better. They get super triggered and we can still laugh at them for that, but their lives still improve. There's nothing more triggering than forcing so people to, like, get, to get, to get taxpayer funded healthcare. You, you stupid asshole. Now you can go to the no, doctor whenever you want. I saw one of those, uh, when somebody photoshopped up one of those uh, Facebook shirts that like, uh, I am a married woman, so don't try it. My husband scares me a little sometimes. Da, 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 like that. 
Yeah. But it was, um, but it was, uh, I think I'm a conservative woman named Tammy. If you try to give me health care or rights, I will call the police. Like, it was... <laughs> well, I, I'm on a group with those. I think it's called like triggered t shirts, and like people, people take pictures of them in the wild, but yeah, <laughs> in the wild. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, I don't know what's so, like, what's so, so bad about like being able to like, go to the doctor or like how a a decent minimum wage hurts you you know it's like the build back a better america agenda like oh god uh, no what was the thing what was the thing that cuomo said that everyone was like oh that's gonna be on a that's gonna be on a t-shirt in atlantic city in like two seconds it was like uh, i I was gonna say i I sexually harass everyone so it's not sexual harassment no no no. it's uh the president um, does it it's not illegal no 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 i'm not perverted i'm just italian (laughs) yeah the moment he said it somebody tweeted they were like and and suddenly a wind picked up across the atlantic city boardwalk and t-shirt vendors shuddered knowing the coming storm (laughs) yeah yeah, that shirt's going to be all over the jersey shore like all over that board like yeah anywhere Uh, anywhere fake italians gather those shirts will be there but as far as far as like the the GOP, you know, violently rejecting us trying to help them, you know, Joe Biden has his uh, building back a better America agenda, which they are fighting tooth and nail to prevent us from passing. And it's very mundane stuff. But Fox News is trying to talk about these, you know, po- these ideas that pe- are very popular with the American people. People want them is way past time that we had them, you know, like simple stuff, climate change, um, or things help climate change, universal pre-care, two years community college, paid family and medical leave, uh, clean water and lead removal, stuff like that, right? Like, let's not have poisonous water. And the GOP is like, if we, if we don't have poisonous water, then, then they're going to they're gonna socialize America. And yeah, they're trying you know, to say that this is, you know, them you opening the door to... Socialism is when you don't let people die from preventable diseases. You see, this is America, and we're better than that. Was it um, Madison? Was it Madison Cawthorn from North Carolina that was like, "I've just put forth a bill that's going to defund the EPA." Did he? I mean, it's not going to go anywhere because nobody there's there's not enough assholes to want to fully defund the EPA. But he did it like very braggy, like the EPA is something bad, you know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, it hurts big businesses, so they're trying to demonize it. Anything that hurts businesses and hurts their bottom line, they're trying the to destroy. EPA barely ever hurts a business. And then whenever they do, it's like a $50,000 fine on a multi-billion dollar company. Like yeah, the I, EPA is rather toothless. Trump made it more so, but it wasn't. It, I mean, it yeah, was. Yeah. The GOP has been kicking the shit out of it for years. I mean, and even before that, it was a fairly ineffectual thing that actually made the environment worse in a lot of cases. Yeah, I, I really would... think the EPA should be able to just hire guys from Hamas. And anytime a company like pollutes the Hamas version, the Hamas sect of the EPA just goes and assassinates the CEO and his whole family. It's EPA black ops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would be like, I would 100 percent want to fund that. I'd be like, oh, you fucked up it's... the environment. It's still insane to me that Trump took like all of his scientific advisors and just fired them all and replaced them with just business people to say, well, this is better for business. So let's do this. And for four years, America was brainless at the top. I'll give you I'll give you a really good example of why the EPA 
has no teeth and it actually happened um in you guys' neck of the woods in georgia i believe it was the ogeechee river they were having massive fish die-offs this was probably in 2006 2007 maybe and they found out it was a company that was on the river that made i believe it was fire retardant stuff but a lot of those fire retardant chemicals are really toxic and they were just like releasing them into the river the epa did an investigation finally found out and was like you have to stop and find them but the fine cost them less than it would have for them to properly dispose of the chemicals. So they so just ultimately, kept dumping them. Yeah. So they basically caused massive fish die-offs in a river that people depend on and fuck them. You know what I mean? Nothing ever labor happened to the company. Yeah. You got to make sure that the, uh, the punishment is worse than, or right. it is like bad enough the, that it's worth, you know, right. like make the CEO and his just... family drink fire retardant chemicals on TV. Mm-hmm. As a, uh, mm-hmm. uh, businesses will always do what makes them the most money so it has to cost them money to do it's, yeah it's gonna cost thing. yeah it's, it's gonna cost you more to kill an entire river of fish than it does to not mm-hmm. yeah i it's it's tragic what else do we have this week um a lot's happened we avoided another catastrophic government shutdown for two months um that's i mean that's just like a game they like to play yeah they i was could... gonna say at this point without a crazy person as president it's just them posturing but no one's really gonna shut down the government yeah trump, trump shut it down for two fucking months and we don't right. still talk about that because as insane as it was it was one of the lesser insane things that he did it was actually yeah i mean you know stuff calmed down for a little bit it was, I was, uh, you know, as I was arguing I, I with, love, um, I, I did love somebody, somebody tweeted during like whenever the government shutdown started was, uh, everyone, the government shut down quick. Let's all switch to the metric system. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, what do you call it? I actually was arguing today it's with a, um, I can't tell if my cousin is mentally deranged or just a Trump supporter. Cause sometimes it's just like, oop, like it's with the same thing, diagram right? crosses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So very I can't tell it. But he knows he knows where I stand. And he sent me one of those dumb videos that these idiots make where they put a picture of Trump's face on a movie scene, you know. Uh-huh. Um, and so I said, this is dumb. And I said, also, fuck Trump. And we got into this whole fucking thing. And like, I'm like, you do realize that, like, you've been tricked by a con man. Right. And like, you're still because he's like, he's coming back. And I go, <laughs> I go, he's, I went, the, he's the Pied Piper of mail order steak. Yeah, um, I way he's coming back. I said it's very doubtful if he couldn't if he couldn't take over the government at the height of his power when he was still in office. It's very doubtful he's going to be able to rally enough support to take it from the outside. Like if that coup didn't work, it's not like he's going to have a better backup coup, you know. Well, and also, I mean, you know, look look at it look look at it he from was, this perspective. Like someone someone asked, should we call it an insurrection or should we call it? A riot, and I said, "Well, insurrection fits because they were attempting to basically overthrow the democratic process, and they were yeah. also calling for the deaths of elected officials." Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, what was the okay? So, like, <clears throat> let's look at other insurrections. You know, okay, the uh, the 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 women's march on Versailles. You know, demanding bread and flour. Okay, they had very clear messaging. They were well within reality, okay? They, they were starving. They knew that they were starving. Who was at the January 6th riot? Who was at the January 6th insurrection? Well, it was mostly middle class, Karen's. like flew there on private jets, uh, middle class white people who have next to no strife in their lives. Yeah. And their messaging was, people orange man didn't win, 
clearly we now need to kill Mike Pence. Like <laughs> the, the messaging was really, really muddled. Well, it's it weird because they want to be oppressed so badly, but there's it's, not really much oppression in their lives. Well, well the thing is, is people, in jail right now. people need strife. Like they need conflict in their lives. If there's nothing, then they start to feel uneasy. Those humans are wired to deal with conflict. They're wired to tackle problems and solve them. So if you have no problems in your life, you start to invent problems just so that you'll feel less uneasy. Once you have Man. something to focus your, <laughs> your time, effort, and energy on, it was then, nice. It must it, more with Eurasia. Yeah. It must, yeah, it must yeah. be nice to not have any problems in your life. Unlike me, who basically is just a cloud of problems that I have caused that I have <laughs> to now fix constantly. How do you live a life where you're not doing that? Is it is it ADHD medication? Is that the key? I don't know. Uh-huh. I can make five problems for myself just going out the door to work in the morning. I don't mean to, it just happens. Yeah. yeah. I don't get up in the morning, you trip over the TV, knock over the cat. It's just like, all right, dude, now all the dogs are free, loose in the city. And I, dude, I don't have time to go to the Capitol and riot. You know what I mean? Like, I'd have to take time out of work. I'd have to find lodging that messes up my budget. Like, what am I going to eat? Like, how, you know, how, what's the way to get home? Like, all of that stuff is just take your private jet, five head. I got to yeah. go to work Monday morning. Yeah. Yeah, but it was, uh, it, I mean, it was a lot like the uh, the pro-Brett Kavanaugh protests whenever he was, uh, you know, screaming and crying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, bear! Yeah. <laughs> I'm bear! Okay! But anyway, no. I'm, so by the way, I'm hard. still I'm still in love with the, I, the fact that in the, in, in recorded history, in this nation's history, one day when everything's gone and they're digging through the ruins and they're finding stuff, they will find uh, us actually referring to the devil's three-way in a national conversation that is recorded with elected officials. And <laughs> they're going to see us talking. It's a drinking game. They're going to see us talking about pig spitting a woman and then arguing that that's not what it was. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Yeah. It's a drinking game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you probably need a couple of drinks of liquid courage <laughs> to get in there on that game. You know, it's, it's, it's like quarters, kind of, but... <laughs> Well, I don't know. I've had a lot of devils three ways. They're fun. Uh, but, right, um, right. You've played a lot of drinking games, right? I have. I have. I have, uh, I have played a lot of drinking games. Yeah. I think no, I was but, sitting um, in my car and I did an actual like unrehearsed spit take when they were like, what's this about the devil's three way? And I just spit soda all over my <laughs> dashboard. <laughs> I was like, I oh, my it. God, that is that happened during a Supreme Court interview. <laughs> They were like, what's this about a devil? Oh, it's a drinking game. It's definitely not with two dudes. Get with one woman or man, you know, however you want to do it. Ah, two dudes get with one man. All right, let's let's roll. <coughs> Either way. Oh my God. Um, I who knew the end times would be so wacky? Right. Uh, I guess we're in the post-end times now. This is a post-apocalyptic society. Like, I don't ever remember during, like, the decimations in Russia, them having an argument between the Tsar and the Duma being like, uh, what is this uh, equality devil's three-way? Like, <laughs> oh, no, they, they, they it, were talking about They were talking about, uh, they, they were talking about Rasputin and all his sexy parties. Oh, yeah, and now you're supposed to be banging yeah. the Tsarina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, a wizard friend shot! <laughs> 
Um, so you guys want to hear pierogi shot. You guys want to hear my new, my new, my new dear Wesley. I've got a whole new thread of stuff that makes me so insanely angry. So, um, I found this new thread, uh, that I'm, I'm pulling from my dear Wesley's it's called ask a manager, or, um, I'm just going to call it ask a Wesley. Okay. So as if, as if Wesley was, uh, uh, your manager, um, this one, this one may be these things. They make me so mad. Like I'm pretty sure I'm going to have a stroke while reading them. Um, so this one, let me find it here. Ask Hang a on. manager. So the premise behind this is it's like the dear assholes or whatever it's called, or am I the assholes? Except it's people talking directly to the managers. Right. So it's like, no, it's basically a manager has like a question. You know what I mean? Like, um, so, so in this scenario, Wesley will be the manager or the person responding to the manager. I think Wesley's going to be the manager. Yeah, hey, manager he actually has been a manager in the past. Fun fact. It's managers asking other managers for advice. Is that, that's the premise. Uh, the man, it's kind of like the manager's asking a uh, dear Wesley Wesley for advice. Right. Um, so Wesley's asking Wesley for advice if he is also the manager. Basically, yes. I, think I had the page. What should I do today? Oh, I don't know. Let's make pizza bread. Oh, okay. Let's see. Hang on. Let me make sure I get the right one here. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, you're doing that. I'm looking for the uh, podcast. Oh, I, I had it. You link them. I have not. I'm so mad. I had it and it disappeared. Uh, audio COVID and four mp4 no for m4a that's right okay so this is the audio here we go this isn't the one i wanted but this is a good one all right dear wesley dear dear wesley um <clears throat> i manage two wonderful employees who share an office next to mine one of my employees we'll call him neil is very outgoing and friendly we have similar views on life politics, child rearing, etc., and talk easily and often. My other employee, we'll call her Beth, is wonderful at her job, but rarely says a complete sentence to me. She's introverted and quiet and doesn't participate in company events, eats lunch an hour later than the rest of the office to be alone. There's two I, people, chatty, not chatty. Right. I try okay. not to take her introversion personally, but I can't help but be aware that she is on friendly terms with Neil and other people in the office. She doesn't talk often, Unfriendly um, terms as in she actually talks to them, but doesn't talk to the manager. Right. But she doesn't talk or even right. laugh uh, she, uh, often, but she does talk and even laugh with them. I've been her manager for almost two years, and I think I could fit everything she said to me in one type sheet. You can't she, make people like you. Like that's she, she seems, that's, uh, I've literally had to shout that at a coworker before. I don't want to be your friend. I just have to work with you. Like, and I, the look on this man's face was just like, oh. <laughs> I, I, you know what I adore is that uh, Trey Parker once shouted that at, I think it was Polly Shore. Like, he was trying so hard to be his friend. And he's just like, I don't like you. Get away from me. <laughs> well, the, we're, he, this, this, the manager's not even done yet. Um, the manager goes on. Uh, she actively seems uncomfortable if I walk into the office to talk to her. If it's in any more than, hey, did you get that invoice? She emails me even though we work Your next door. Your face is to really each- close to the screen. Sorry. She emails <laughs> me even though we work next door to it's each fine. other. It was just like. I'm trying to read uh, here. Anyway. I'm not confident I'd know if she were encountering a problem. <laughs> so basically she emails me Hello, even Bobby. though we work next door to each other. Um, I'm not aware that we've had any encounters that might have led to her wishing not to talk to me. I've racked my brain trying to find a reason. When she and I went over her last employee evaluation, 
I suggested we add a goal of her updating me once a month on her work so that I'd be in the loop, but that has not happened. And I haven't pushed the issue. I had no concerns with the quality I of her work. That shit. And I, I made sure. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah. Go for it. No, I just, no, just want to get. Because I, I hate this person too. I just want to get through the whole bullshit parade oh, um, yeah. as we all just dig our nails into our hands. Um, I want to make sure she knew that I might simply be the boss employee relationship itself that's putting a barrier between us. Technically, yeah. we can continue like this indefinitely. But when I have one employee poking his head in to say good night and chat for a second at the end of the day and one rushing out before I can say so much as good night, it's hard not to be a little hurt and concerned by the contrast. We're, we're about not to go friends here. We're co-workers. <laughs> we're about to go through some big changes this summer as we are replacing the software. <laughs> we're going to have to communicate about this as both Neil and Beth will need extensive training. Do you have any advice? I want to be a good manager, but I feel like I can't connect with this employee on any level. And I'm stumped. I, I feel. Well, stop I it. Stop feel, trying to have a personal relationship. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's a professional relationship, not a personal one. I, I, I feel like the, 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 like, Oh my God. the. I would seriously, and, and like, you know, it, it's kind of like you, you, people say it ironically, like if someone has questions about like, you know, um, like Marxism or communism and like hardcore, uh, hardcore Marxists will just be like, you need to read Das Kapital. I'm like, whoa, you just dropped a book on them the size of a house. But seriously, mm -hmm. this man needs to read Das Kapital. Like what he is describing 100% is what Marx calls the alienation of labor. Okay. Alienation of labor. Alienation of labor. It's also known, uh, according to the YouTuber ContraPoints, it is also called shitty jobs. Um, you just, you, you, you completely check out. You're just going through the motions. And this is the most common with people who have like almost anachronistic jobs, like people who were like, you know, call center operator for like, you know, a charity that's pressuring people into, 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 into like spending money. There was a, I was seeing, I saw a, um, a comedian was doing stand-up and was like, yeah, so we got into uh, telemarketing, but it wasn't telemarketing. We were doing it for a charity and we had to call people. And it was basically like, oh, hey, you gave $20 at work last year. Do you want to give $60 this year? And here's the thing is that we got in trouble if, you know, we didn't get in trouble if we got a no, which is good because we got a lot of no's, uh, but we had to ask them three times and be rejected three times. And so this one time I called this lady, she picks up the phone in a hysterical fit of crying and asked who I am. And I say, I'm with this charity. I'm not, I'm with this business to business company. And, uh, and, and I'm like, ma'am, are you okay? And she goes, my mother just died. And it was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. We can call back later. And I hung up and then my manager walked over. Turns out someone, they randomly listened in on the calls, came up to me and said, you know, you really should have asked her the three times. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, no. shitty, shitty jobs. It's 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 a problem. See, you really should have asked her that. You should really should go fuck yourself. Like, nah. In my ideal world, most of middle management is completely unnecessary. Okay, like, workers know their jobs. And so long as, like, a, an administrator is able to lay out an effective... Uh, and an and effective workflow and take feedback from the workers about how that workflow is working and working for them and adjusting it accordingly, 
that's all the management most people really need. Right. Like because that whole theory that like we don't want to come into it. No one wants to work. Everyone wants to work. It's part of the human experience to want to be useful, to have utility, right? So if you started giving us if 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 somehow the world turned into a utopia tomorrow and no one actually had to go to work, we would all find some kind of use. Yeah. Yeah. Because if the pandemic showed you anything, it's like being stuck at your house makes people insane. Like Peter and I already have plans for whenever we become millionaires, we're still gonna buy an office somewhere and just to show up there a few times a week. Yeah, we're gonna and we're gonna do we, all our we fantasies. Pu- like we're gonna start a um, private investigation company where it's we're like gonna show up. There's gonna I'm gonna have a nice wooden desk. There's gonna be a mm-hmm. giant bottle of liquor in the in the side drawer. We're gonna There's hire gonna be a, a secretary. closet with a trench coat in it. Oh yeah, definitely. We're hiring a competent secretary to work nine to five at our office. Oh, if, yeah. we, if we're rich, oh, like if yeah. I if, if I ever win the lottery, I am hiring a personal assistant and that person is getting like thirty eight dollars an hour. If not, yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. Like, we'll yeah, we'll, uh, yeah. we'll a we'll, living wage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but like what bothers our secretary is about... going to be so confused for the first few months because we're like, we have no work for you. But if yeah. we come up with something, could you make some Excel spreadsheets and just kind of like, you know, help us plan out our, help us plan out our day? <laughs> Oh, um, she has to do something. Okay, yeah, that's that's real work. It's like, yeah, you you don't want an executive assistant. You basically want a babysitter, someone to give you busy wanna... until you die. Uh, well, I mean, we're gonna advertise let's make her our a, private... a, like a personal fitness instructor. Then, right? If she's gonna plan out her day, she might as well give us a healthy day. We're, I mean, we're also gonna advertise our our private eye. Hey, it's two a.m. You gotta eat your orange. We're gonna get some billboards. But the point is, like, I hate these. It's always the worst jobs I've ever worked. Like right now in the job I work, one of the things I love about my boss is when uh, it's time to go home. He's not like, let's stay. He's like, go home. Like there's nothing that can't wait till tomorrow. You you didn't even put your head in the door and say goodnight or anything to me. What's up with that? (laughs) Yeah. Like, like the worst, one of the worst jobs I had working for a guy that was, I should have reported him to the labor board. He was definitely ripping everybody off. Um, Is this, is this the one whose coffee cup you peed in? No, no, that was that guy wasn't that guy. That guy, that was a whole different thing. No, this guy he was fired for ripping everyone off. Yeah, but. yeah. No, this guy was like paying people like um, the way he was structuring. It was definitely he wasn't paying the minimum wage and stuff. But he would always come in and like see me mopping or fucking cleaning up the toilet or something. Be like, listen, Peter, um, you know, I want you to take the headphones off and I really want you to meditate on just on just being in the moment. I'm like, what makes you think I want to be in the moment fully of fucking well, scrubbing this was, journals? This was Macy's. No, this was um the comedy theater I worked at. That oh. happened to you on two different jobs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shitty managers hate it when you wear headphones. Holy yeah. shit. They, Why? It, it is, it is a, because you're not fully aware oh, in the no, no, shitty no, no, no. moment. I, so so we just moved into uh, like a year and a half ago. They were remodeling the whole building and they moved uh, production and marketing to a new, not a new part of the building, but a, it's still the same building. They didn't add anything. And they moved us to this to this new area where it's kind of a bullpen. And then there are three edit bays and then down a hallway is another office for uh, for the local entertainment show we do. And there's a big window on the wall and everyone uh, brought in lamps for the cubicles at their at their desks. And so we just turned off the overhead fluorescence uh, because overhead fluorescence fucking suck. They drain the life out of absolutely everything. And we just had this very nice, very peaceful, very just we were vibing. It was great. The marketing manager walked in, turned on the fluorescent lights and went, we don't need to have these off. 
they need to stay on. And then the moment he walked out, we just turned them off yeah. again. Because yeah. half of not work for him. And then he came back in and was like, you guys, I'm serious. And then turned the lights on. So I went to the He's not the one that has to stay in that room. So Y'all are. Exactly. Why does he He's want to nitpick? He's in a completely nitpick? separate office. He's in a completely separate office. We are not publicly facing anybody. Okay, this is not the public side of the, the place where I work. And and uh, I went, I I and uh, I am one of the graphics producers. Uh, we walked out to the business manager as slash uh, HR contact. She's not the HR rep. HR is hugged. So if we get in a stick of trouble, they'll send someone. But we just have the business manager as our right. access to HR. Anyway, so, um, so, um, Anyway, so we went, we went down and asked her, we were like, uh, can this guy actually tell us we have to keep the lights on if we just want to have lamps at our desks? And she like goes, well, look at my office. <laughs> and she had the fluorescence off and the lamp on her desk and on the wall going. And she goes like, yeah, why would he care about that? He doesn't even work in that room. And I was like, I know. Can you please tell him to knock it off? And she like called him on the phone and was like, you know, hey, so-and-so, uh, just, just leave him alone. <laughs> Just, just leave him alone. It, this is not a hill you want to die on. This is silly. Please stop. Like, yeah, good, yeah, good guy, business manager. Um, it's a weird power play, man. Like weird little stuff like that. Little oh, stuff yeah. that just makes oh, yeah. you no, slightly. This manager, this manager also he will he he has a meeting and it is the he has a meeting once every week, and it is the epitome of this could have been an email. And it's basically everyone in the marketing and production departments go around the room, say what they're working on, and then we move on to the next person. Gotcha. None of it involves other people. So this is all useless. I was about to say, like, does what yeah. anyone is doing affect anyone else? And if rarely, not, then rarely. But it's like they, 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 there's a weird thing where they, they don't want you to be happy. So they got well, to they it's, do it's, something to put their meeting, thumb in your eye. This meeting is literally being held so that the market, so that this manager can say, we're having meetings. Yes. We're mm -hmm. being productive. A meeting is not productive. You need to have as few meetings as you possibly yeah. can. But also the reason why he doesn't want to send this stuff and assignments and emails, like he'll come tell you that he needs you to do something. You're like, cool, send me an email. I'll get on it next week. He's like, no, just you, you, you can take care of it. He just doesn't want to send emails because then there'd be a paper trail. That's what I was going to uh, say about the, about the thing when she's like, she emails me instead of popping her head. And I go, that's professional. That leaves yep. a paper trail. That way, if there's a disagreement or a misunderstanding, you can go look in the email that I sent you. Yeah. My, my, my boss like just, my boss and my other boss just had a thing with a, um, a student's grade that like had to be changed. It was minor, but just for a paper trail, I talked to both of them and then I sent them an email stating what we did. So if anybody's like, what happened here? We oh, no, all my, my favorite, my favorite was at, at another job. So we were all working on this project and then uh, one of the managers came in and was like, you know, oh, my God, like, you, you know, like sent us an email and then came into the room. It was like, oh, my God, you guys, uh, we have to get this done today. Corporate says it needs to be done by five and stuff. And we're like, well, we're working on a bunch of other stuff. We can't just drop this. And he's like, no, 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 you have to get it done today. But uh, I'll be in the mm -hmm. system trying to get my part of it done. So you won't be able to get in the system for like till like 3 p.m. I'm like, 
oh, okay. I mean, I so, guess I can get it done. And then I went and looked at the email that he sent us and scrolling through it, it was a thread he had forwarded from corporate and it was all to do with a merger and uh, uh, presentation type stuff. It was like a, 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 a legal things that we had to get done uh, in order to um, okay the merger. And um, well, after the merger was over, we, we had to change some stuff basically. And um, reading through the thread, the first email in the thread was from six months prior from a new corporate office that was that was created because of the merger it was basically like an assignment thing and um and uh it was from six months prior spelled out the thing we were doing day of and said hey folks if we could just get this stuff prepared because we don't know exactly what day we're going to be doing it on but we just need to we just need to all be prepared so that we're ready to roll it out on day one whenever that day comes sorry for the vagueness we'll try to get we'll try to get a a, a, a a date nailed down to let everyone know but it's possible it could be announced and have to roll day of for legal reasons six months six months six months had passed and, and said nothing about it. Just figured, oh, we'll handle a day of then. And it took four people five hours to get this done. Could have been yeah. done. Could could have been done months prior. Ready to roll. Ready to you know, lock and load. Nope. Waited till day of. Waited till yeah. So this day. this guy Listen, like again. It's another what, reason I like. Why does why do you have to be friends? Also, you shouldn't be friends with your boss because there should yep. be a level of professionalism between you and your boss because i'm going to tell if anybody's listening to this it doesn't know you can be friendly with your boss but ultimately yeah. your boss is not your friend yeah and, and also, will be. Uh, also uh for any young yeah. people who maybe have not worked an office job but are looking to get into a career that will put you in an office job hr is not on your side nope hr is not on your side hr is there to not to protect you hr is there to protect the company from mm. you yep, yep. okay all that's just, just put in place so that it's much harder for you to sue the company because they can yeah. be like, yeah, we took care of this. We handled this. Well, there, no, we, there were these well, things we, in place. We, we, so. we tried to handle it. We had all this in place and it just, yeah. It's yeah. it's like a lot of these things, a lot of these asking managers, they remind me of Michael Scott from it's, the office. But with that, actually his, something that, uh, Oh, I was gonna say, but without his well-meaning character development, if you took all yeah. the worst things about Michael Scott and then you also just made him like a dick, like on purpose, an underpinned like douchebag. And yet you have middle yeah, managers. This, this is why this is why I am for syndicalization and cooperatives, where the workers own the business and they hire a manager, and the manager works for them. Yeah. They follow what the manager is laying out because the right. manager is there organizing everything but the workers can't do on their own. But if a manager starts going off with like, well, why doesn't she like me? She only sends me emails. She never says night nights and tell me good night and stuff. You just, you, you get with your other coworkers and go, Hey, this guy's really fucking creepy. Can we just fire him and hire a new one? Like, yeah. do you realize how yeah. much better jobs would be if Most, we had any control whatsoever? It was, oh, if it was people, bottom up control instead of top down. People, yeah. people who are against it are like, well, then they'll just they'll just pick the manager who makes them do the least amount of work. I'm like, no, they'll probably pick the manager who will help them make the most money. 
Right. Because if mm-hmm. the company is doing well at that point, they can all get raises. Yeah. Like, right. Versus right now, on. where the people at the bottom get paid, uh, you know, starvation wages. They get paid absolutely right. fucking nothing. Not versus saying, if the bottom controlled Walmart, the company, they were like the shareholders or the stockholders whose wealth yeah. expands as the company expands, then they'd be trying a lot harder. Walmart, for as evil as they are, about, it's definitely about getting better managers. And I'm not saying that like the workers will be paid more than the managers, but I just really love the concept of this like class of people who are managers but it's the gig economy like they just they're just hopping around from office to office taking gigs to manage the place Um, like it's it's like i don't know if you realize the way that walmart used to be structured i think they've completely gotten rid of it or at least they fucked it up well the way they used to have it is super cool um there was a certain amount that if the stores would earn they would break that down into a bonus per store employee right so like If you hit a certain sales target or something like that, they had a way to calculate it. Basically, it was like profit sharing with the employees, which is how they were able to grow so quickly and so fast and become what they are. And then at some point they were like, ah, fuck the employees. And then I think they just started giving it to managers. And now I don't even know if managers get it anymore. Um, but it was brilliant because it was like the more profitable a store is, the more of a bonus the employees get. Therefore, your motivation to make the store as profitable as possible is you're going to get like a bonus and then of course fuck them right because that's a that's overhead that we don't need right that's socialism yeah <laughs> um yeah no but yeah. Uh, yeah so this this ask a manager ask a wesley thing sorry has, um, yeah that went way off the rails <laughs> no because we all we all hate this guy asking um while what would, what right. would wesley say what did Wesley say to him? Wesley would say, well, you see, according to Marx, this is called the alienation of labor. This <laughs> <laughs> is called the alienation of labor. So what you really need to do is read this book. Here, let me just hand it to you. Just, just read all of this and get back to me. I don't understand why he won't read my book. It's like he doesn't even like me. I don't get it. <laughs> what, what you got to do is um, you got you to gotta start getting real threat. Like, ask him for uh, for rides in the morning and <laughs> see, if, see if you can go stay at his house for a sleepover and see how much he likes that shit. <laughs> How fast I would quit a job if a manager asked for a sleepover. <laughs> no, I would ask, I would ask the manager if the manager was like, why aren't we friends? I'd be like, let's have a sleepover. Like, can we go to your house tonight? Like, I'd get like annoyingly creepy. So they're like, can you leave I'll, me alone? I'll like, bring up yeah. media and we'll watch something on Netflix or Hulu. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I brought this movie. I just said, well, let's just watch this together. It's called Soggy Bottom USA. It's about a dog that farts in a church. It's really funny. <laughs> it reminds me of the, the, the greatest piece of advice I learned. It's an actual was, Wesley movie. I was, <laughs> I was in, um, when I was in, when I was going to school for theater, the thing they taught you about directing, what good directors do, and I firmly believe this is what good managers do too, you hire the right team and then you step back and you don't have to do anything except make occasional corrections or give people information. But once you've hired the right crew, that's what managing is. And then you just kind of fucking just like hang out and let the machine run itself, you know? Yeah. It's just like, uh, this really is how you run a effective guild. Like every guild I've ever ran, um, efficiently has always been the same thing. Like I barely have to say a thing because everyone knows what they have to do. Cause we set all this up, you know, the very first time we ran through the raid. It's just so like now leave- every con- every consecutive time it's like maybe uh if morose has different ads i'll be like okay well we'll cc these two this week instead of these two but it's just leave people the fuck alone that's just yeah, the like they, they know what they're doing the, yeah. the machine runs itself you don't have to micromanage if i ever go back to working at a place where anybody says any of that dumb shit that rhymes like you got time to lean you got time to clean 
I'm just going to look at him and go like, back no, to leaning. This is Sparta! And you kick yeah. him through the wall. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, it's actually, it's actually been proven. Um, they, 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 um, I think it was, I think it was a, I think it was a business school. I forget which one, but anyway, um, it's, it's borne out in the data that the flatter, the corporate the earth is, is oh. the more efficient the company can yeah. run. It, it's middle management is a plague. Middle management is what destroyed the Soviet Union, and you will mm. not convince me otherwise. Like it yeah. is, yeah, yeah. Like, like my uh, favorite is wildest, wildest middle management story is he gets a new manager that has him working night shift, but for some reason is convinced that night shift doesn't do any work. And um, Bobby, you live in Savannah. Uh, you've seen the Circle K when the bars let out. Um, everybody goes like this. They go to the Waffle House. And everyone hits the Circle K for cigarettes and tall boys, and well, it doesn't end. It doesn't I'm, end until about five a.m. My manager came in at five a.m., so she saw like because the the heavy flow of traffic ends around four forty-five. So I'm finally able to like get off my feet for like a second, just as she's coming in the store. She's like, "Oh man, you just just sit here all night, don't you? Here, we're just, we're just gonna pile on your chores so you have something to do." And then she gave me like this massive list of shit to do all night, and I literally have no time to do any of it until like the second she's walking in. She's like, "You haven't done any of the chores that I gave you." I was like, "Yeah, because I've been." fucking busy what the fuck my favorite was with that job one day wilder just doesn't go in and just never goes back or calls them or talks to them ever again yeah, fuck them <laughs> like I, I put up with the new was, everything was perfectly good the first manager i had actually worked night shifts she knew what it was like so she didn't bother me she made sure everything was cool and all right we're good the second manager so the experienced manager left and the new manager who's a manager in training comes in. She's never worked night shifts. She, you know, shows up at work at 5 a.m., doesn't know what she's talking about, tries to like nitpick everything and micromanage everything. And within, I think, about a month, I just leave. So I'm done with this job. I don't even show up again. Also, I thought night shift was basically like, listen, we want to hire somebody who will be here all night. And that's it because no one wants to work night shift. Right. That's uh, there was like, I think, 117 people applied to the one job that they had. And I got it because I was literally the only person who said yeah. they would work night shifts. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's like, how I got that job. And it was great. Wants, you basically want somebody uh, that won't walk out in the middle of the night and just leave the store door open. Yeah, that's what you're hiring uh, for. Yeah. So. But yeah, like they, they, they lost me because she had no idea what she was doing and she wouldn't listen to me when I tried to tell her, it's like, I don't have time to do this. Like you can, like Peter pointed out, she could have looked at the sales receipts and saw how busy they were, but she yeah. just, didn't. there have been a lot of so, jobs, the cameras, she could look at the cameras. Like, yeah. There've been a lot of jobs like that where I, uh, I don't anymore, but I used to smoke copious amounts of marijuana because it was the only way I could mentally deal with such a stupid, demeaning bullshit job. That was fun. That was back when I was 23. God. Like, like I would literally have to, I'd have to smoke myself into a stupor. So I would be dumb enough to just like operate without being like, I'm going crazy. Mm -hmm. Well, I think the title of this episode is now the alienation of labor. (laughs) (laughs) Alienation of labor. Peter, you got to remember that name it. That that is your job. I will. I will name it alienation labor. Uh, Is there anything anybody wants to plug a plug before we say goodbye? Because I think we're about at time. Hi. Um, anarcho-syndicalism fire your boss <laughs> yeah 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 no 100 percent uh, uh well one thing i was gonna no, mention earlier i guess boss. it's like a um a last story to to bring up is that oh, uh blizzard has settled the lawsuit remember how they were being sued for um uh, molesting their workers and basically stuff? super <laughs> super sexual harassment uh, yeah. they settled the lawsuit for i want to say they like pledged 18 million to like handle uh, future sexual 
uh, harassment. That seems real problems. low. I feel like you could have gone it's to court. It's extremely low. Way more than that. <laughs> they, uh, they they pledged to absolute bare minimum. And once again, it's HR being poised to uh, handle problems to protect the company. And Guys, nothing documents, else. Not doc- actually. It's cheaper to um, just say here's 18 million than it oh, is yeah, yeah, to yeah. actually do systemic changes to the corporation document, to fix things. Document everything, guys. Anytime someone touches your butt or like, you know, unconsensually at work. Um, Anytime you think that HR is not actually listening to you when you complain, write it down. Tell someone else. Talk to your coworkers. Yeah, organize it, your yeah. workplace. Create right? paper trails. Seize the means of production. Fire your boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fire your boss. Hire the boss that you want to work for. That's exactly. what you need to do. Hire the boss you want to work for. And this person knows what the fuck's going on. They've worked here for 20 years. They they know their shit. They know what everyone should be doing. Just hire them and they can just sort of make sure that everything is working. And if something is actually not working, they can fix that. They're not going to walk from room to room and be like, the light should be on and then just walk off. We've got to have a meeting about this. I'll tell you what I learned to do is anytime a dumb boss was talking to me, I'd be like, yeah, you're absolutely right. And then I would just go off and do what I was doing when they weren't looking. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, no, I, I agree. Then flee. Agree and flee. Yes. There was, there was one manager at a job I had and this man walking, talking toxic work environment. And like, I literally, because I was there for a couple of years and it was about, three to maybe five times a year, this man would just shout in my face. Sorry. Ben is very upset. Ben, you got him. You got him. <laughs> Ben's you like, him. fuck that guy. You got him. Um, no, so the, he, uh, it, it was, it was um, trying to help, always trying to help. I either got, uh, one time he threatened to choke me when he got back to, to work over the phone in front of two other managers. Uh, nothing happened. Nothing came of that. I went to HR. Nothing happened. A note was made. Uh, and then uh, one time he almost destroyed a piece of equipment and I was trying to reset it. And I literally asked the words, hang on, I'm trying to help. were coming out of my mouth. He shouted directly in my face. I said, I fucking got it. So I threw my hands up and I walked out of the room knowing I was the only person in the room who knew how to fix that piece of equipment he just almost broke to reset it, to get it going again. And the other employees who were in the room told me later, literally once they heard the door close and I was out of the room, he goes, I don't think I've got this. And so I went and sat in the break room and watched them go to IT and just come up to the IT manager and go, hey, so we need help resetting this. And I just, from the break room went, but I thought you had it. And then he turned around and scowled at me. So later I was sitting in another, I was sitting in someone's office and we were just talking about people and I was just venting. And uh, this manager, he just walks in, doesn't knock on the office door, just opens the door and walks in and goes, oh, hey, Bobby, uh, just um, just uh, wanted, wanted to say, you know, I'm sorry if you thought I was yelling at you. And, if you uh, thought you he was, I thought he was yelling at me, and I went, "Okay, that's cool." And then I just stared at him until he went, "All right," and then walked out of the room. And then the IT manager just turns to me and goes, "He's sorry you thought he yelled at you." I was like, "Yeah, that's just par for the course here." Um, and nothing was ever done about that person. Nothing was I gotta, ever done about. Wow. I gotta like, say, if you've ever seen the movie Waiting. Um, yeah. The guy that plays the manager of the steakhouse, I'm trying, I can't remember the actor's name. I absolutely love him. He does the most perfect 
um, impression of a shitty middle manager I've ever seen in my life from like having this weird, like two year business degree on the wall behind him. You know what I mean? To being like, to constantly threatening people's jobs for dumb stuff that, that, um, uh, David Kochner, uh, Kechner, I think is his name. Um, phenomenal. If you ever, if you have a chance, watch waiting and just watch the guy that plays the manager. Like that's the guy we're talking about. Yeah. All right. Well, I gotta go guys. All right. Yep. Um, right. We'll see you next time. Fire your manager. Fire your manager.